0: This is The One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at The One Thing Team. Today, we have the pleasure of interviewing one of you. Somebody who read the book early on, began living the book, listened to the podcast, and specifically has achieved some extraordinary results as it pertains to his health. This is a person who struggled with his weight for his entire life, didn't feel like he was worthy, didn't feel like he could actually have the type of body that he wanted. And by doing one thing at a time, over time, he has truly accomplished something that's extraordinary, losing 50 pounds in five months. What we want you to think about as you listen to this conversation is how it wasn't like he did the latest diet trend or fad, and all of a sudden, boom, six-pack abs. His success was sequential, not simultaneous. Just like a domino effect, you don't line up your dominoes and knock each one down individually. If you do it right, you just whack away at that lead domino until it falls. And if you do it correctly, it automatically gets you back up to knock down that next domino. As we go through this conversation, see if you can identify what the dominoes are. We'll point them out to you toward the end, but see if you can pay attention and identify what was his first lead domino. And when he knocked that down, what did that get him back up to knock down next? The challenge with this domino effect is for so many of us, especially with our health, many of us are failing so slowly, we think we're succeeding. We just decide to eat the thing that it's tasty, but it's not healthy, but we just want it so bad. And in the moment it feels good, yet we were failing so slowly, we thought we were succeeding. And when you continue to do that day after day after day over time, you end up looking in the mirror one day and going, do I really look like that? And so you start looking just above the neck. (laughs) You don't look at the midsection. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And when you start doing the right things... When you finally identify the correct lead domino, your one thing and you knock it down, we want to see the results immediately. Yet, as we know in the domino effect, suddenly you are succeeding so slowly, it feels like you're failing. Pay attention to this man's story. Ask the question, where was he initially failing so slowly? He thought he was succeeding. And when he started doing the right activities, how was he succeeding so slowly? It felt like he was failing. And through all that, what's the one thing you can do? such that by doing it would make everything else when it comes to your health easier or unnecessary. With that, let's get into this conversation with Chris Lagarde. Take us back to the beginning. What did your... Was was your weight something that you always struggled with? Or was this something that uh, you found was in, a challenge later in life? Huh.
1: Uh, Jeff, I, I can remember being uh, you know, 11 or 12 years old and my mom buying husky pants. And I just thought, okay, I'm husky. I'm big boned. That's just the way it is. Uh, throughout high school, I did get into a, a, a more slimmer form. However, in my early 20s, I actually ended up hitting depression. And um, that caused me to balloon up quite a bit. That's when I went from about 170, 180 to... Probably the mid-200s, 240s, somewhere around there. So uh, it was pretty much a struggle my entire life with the exception of maybe a small period in, in high school.
0: Was this something that you were okay with? Or was it always something in the back of your mind that you were saying, I, I, this isn't me, I know I there's a better version of me? What was that like for you?
1: I don't know about you or your listeners. However, when there's something at, when there's something that bothers you, when there's that that voice in the back of your head, that's that. just, it's just sometimes it's a small whisper. Sometimes it's a scream, but I, for me, it was always there. It was when I I would look in the mirror or I would look at other people and, you know, I I would, I would, there'd be that small voice of like, yeah, you're fat, you're overweight. You're never going to be fit like that. You can't do that. You know? And it was that, that, uh, head trash, if you will, that really really came back to the the limiting belief that i've held for a very long time of i'm not good enough and i don't know what played into what whether you know the weight came first or the i'm not good enough came came first but they definitely played hand in hand because they would go back and forth as far as like yeah you're not good enough and you're fat and i i really would look in the mirror a lot and and i that's what i'd see every single time i looked in the mirror i could hear that voice
0: did you want to make
1: a change yeah Yes, desperately. But you know, I just didn't think it was... I, for a while, I didn't think it was possible. It wasn't important to me. I didn't know how to do it. Uh, I didn't care enough. Uh, and it just... Yeah, it's just something... I didn't have that that push, that drive for a lot of my life to really care enough. And I honestly probably didn't think I was even worth worth it in a lot of ways at a subconscious level, if that makes sense.
0: Well, there, there, there was a day where one thing happened. And all of a yeah. sudden, it, it brought purpose into the picture yes. which you know for for people if we go back to the one thing page 134 it's the iceberg image you can't yeah. truly be productive if you don't know your priorities and you can't know your priorities if you don't have a sense of purpose. walk us through how purpose got woven into this that was that lead domino that made everything else easier or unnecessary
1: yeah uh, August of 2015 a lot was changing in my life. Uh, we were about to have our our fourth kid. We were actually in the process of getting approved for foster care, uh, which ended up getting pushed off. And uh, we were about to have our fourth kid. I went to the doctor's. I'm not sure it was probably a regular checkup. I stepped on the scale and it said 245. Like, man, I'm 5'8, 5'9 on a good day. That's not okay. And it was like an epiphany. It it was like I clearly saw the two roads I I was at the fork with, right? On one side was the path I'm on. My, my parents have a history of heart issues. Um, I still have both of them, thank the Lord. Uh, and I know that that was an issue. And so I saw five, three years, five years, 10 years down the road, I don't know if I was going to be around or how healthy I'd even be for, for my daughter that was about to be born. Um, it, and it was, very, it was very clear to me that that's where, if I don't change something, that's where it's going to go. And if mm-hmm. I change something, okay, great. Uh, there's a different path of health of of being there of of abundant life that if i chose that path which would be hard i know there were changes that needed to be made that i didn't even know how to make at the time i know i needed to make a change and and be there and i desperately wanted to be there for my children for my wife i didn't want to leave her with four kids to take care of you know that's not that's not fair and you know if i can make a choice i'm like okay i need to make that choice and so that that was a that was a day that really brought a lot of clarity and purpose to, uh, to what I needed to do.
0: So, so I'm curious because your entire life leading up to this, you had struggled with weight and you had wanted to make a change yet couldn't. So mm-hmm. in this moment, there's a, a bigger reason why that gets woven in. What shifted in those moments when you naturally would have looked in the mirror and said, I, I, don't, I want better, but you're not doing better? What, what actually shifted? I, I think it was that purpose. It was that my kids
1: are depending on me, my wife is depending on me. It's no longer just it's no longer just me right it, it, and and not you know, look, I mean, I had three kids at that point, you know, I had a business I was running, and I had a lot of people depending on me, but there was something about that epiphany moment that helped me get out of my own way and realize hmm. other people are depending on me, and that was enough for me to say, enough is enough. I've got to make that change and I want to. I want to be there for them. I want to see that that day when my my youngest walks down the aisle and I can give her away and be healthy. And, and not only that, but like man, I want to be able to like carry her down the aisle. I don't want to like hobble down it. I want to be healthy as far as it depends on me and the choices I make. I want to be healthy for that day.
0: So what happened next?
1: Well, um, I decided to uh, start doing CrossFit. That was uh, so. I, I went to the doctors in August of 2015. In September, I joined a CrossFit uh, gym, and man, that hurt. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I don't, I'm sure some of your listeners might do CrossFit any exercise, right? You first start doing it, and it hurt. Yet I had tried Jeff for years to do things like T25. I did P90X at one point, but then lost all the you know lost all the progress I had made on that. I didn't keep up with it, uh, and I knew that by choosing a community to plug into and having accountability, uh, that was where I I needed that help. It couldn't just be me in my basement doing something. And there's nothing wrong with those programs. I they're you know, great programs. Yet I knew I needed a community to plug into, and I had friends uh, that were there. I had a community that I could really go with and, uh, and, and plug into that. So that that was the next step. Um, that was the next step.
0: So what, where did that get you to?
1: <clears throat> well, so that was 2015. Uh, that got me somewhere, right? It, it got me, uh, it got me fitter. I was stronger. I lost 20 pounds pretty quickly within a couple of months. Uh, I made some changes with diet uh afterwards. I tried a few programs, tried a couple different diets that people have been talking about, uh, dropped a little bit more weight. I got I got down to I think the lowest I got to was about 208, give or take. And that's where I, I hit a wall. I I no matter what I did, how hard I tried, no matter how many times I worked out in a week, nothing, nothing was changing. And that was Oh, actually, that was into 2017. So uh, that was definitely going into the middle of 2017.
0: So you go from the end of 2015 to the end of 2017. We're talking about two years yeah. of consistently working, pushing yourself, and not seeing the results. Mm-hmm. How did that feel?
1: Frustrating, man. I, it was like, I believed this future that I saw... On that scale, at the doctor's office. I saw this future of a healthy me. I have a vision board with you know this guy doing like jump ropes with abs on it, right? Mm. I didn't really believe I could get there, but it was like okay, I want a healthier body. That was the representation of that. And it's like, what the heck is going on? I'm hitting a wall. I can't. I, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm trying hard. Uh, there seems to be very little progress. I know that I'm I'm certainly fitter than I was, but man, doing doing push-ups and pull-ups weighing, you know, 210, 220, that's no, that's no small feat. Uh, and no matter how strong you are. And so it was, it was, it was very frustrating. And at times, like, man, I, I definitely wanted to give up. I'm like, why the heck am I doing this? Like, if if I can't make progress with this, why am I doing it?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So two years, you're working hard. You're just you're mentally really struggling with this, and then the one thing comes into play, which you had read the book when it first came out, yet it didn't really sink in. What changed?
1: Be honest with you, Jeff. I heard episode eighty eight of this podcast. Uh, I'd list, I'd listened to some of the episodes here and there, and that was the episode where you're you're talking to, uh, believe it was the Loken Group. About the one thing concept, and there was some. It it was the succinct, focused way that you explained some of the some of the concepts in there. That honestly, uh, I've had my twelve. I had my twelve and ten year old read the book after that, and I had them listen to the podcast, and we we talked a lot about you know the concepts uh, that are in there, domino effect, and everything, and. I'm like, the thing that stuck out to me most from that podcast that I go back to time and time again is the quote from FM Alexander People don't decide their futures, they decide their habits, and their habits decide their futures. And at that point, when I heard that, I was like, okay, what habit am I, am I missing? What's the one habit I'm missing that by having it in my life would make everything else with my health easier or unnecessary? And I said, okay, well, it's going to be. Prepping my meals and putting the right food in the box, or what I thought was the right food in the box, and start to do that instead of being entrepreneurial and just eating, you know, whatever I can find and and fast food or whatever it is. You know, um, I was eating healthy, but it wasn't it wasn't as healthy as it could have been. Instead of that, I wanted to get purposeful and be like, okay, I'm going to be very very intentional about planning my meals and starting to eat them. And so, you know, I and at, at that time, I started using the four one one at a higher level. I'd used it here and there, but nothing really serious. And so I started looking at it every week and I had put on there as my goal for 2018. I'm like, I am laser focused on getting my waist from 44 inches, which is where it was, down to 40 40 inches. I thought if I could get it to 40 inches, that would be amazing.
0: Have you heard about Gusto? Gusto's One Thing is helping small business owners run payroll and file taxes. Something that for many of us business owners, isn't our one thing. And if you're still wearing those hats, you have an awesome opportunity to seek leverage. So many of the old payroll processors out there were not designed for the way that modern businesses operate today. And Gusto is. That's why 90% of customers say that switching to Gusto was easy. 85% of them say running payroll is now easier than it was with their previous provider. And 74% of customers say that it takes them 10 minutes or less to run payroll with Gusto. It's because Gusto was built for small businesses from the start. It works with you. Unlimited payrolls, off-cycle payrolls, multiple states, multiple schedules, you name it. Gusto works with you, everything in one place, all online, so that you can stay organized and take care of your business. And it integrates with your favorite tools to make your life easier. Tools like QuickBooks, Xero, Google, and more. Gusto's turning old-school payroll on its head, and it's getting even better. It's why they won Best Online Payroll for 2018. Listeners of the One Thing Podcast can get three free months when they run their first payroll. You can try a demo and see for yourself today at gusto.com slash one. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash O-N-E. Gusto.com slash one. So, well, let's dive in a little deeper because you know we've been talking a lot about the 411 in the recent episodes and we share people know how to set goals. You had set a goal before of having a 40-inch waist, yet having a real relationship with your goals to the point that you know where you need to be focusing on a weekly basis to absolutely be aligned with your goals. That's a whole different ballgame. Mm-hmm. Walk us through what that looked like for you to actually live this with the 411.
1: So I, I had an epiphany recently that you, you can't be motivated to hit a goal. And talking about this this, this three-year, longer than that, but specifically three-year uh, journey for me, I'm like, okay, I wasn't just motivated. I was obsessed. And Jeff, I don't know how how you can say you're obsessed if you're not looking at what you want to do on a daily or even, you know, even throughout the day, if you're not looking at that goal and, and like, okay, how do I get there? How do I get there? Do I have clarity? Do I, do I know exactly what I need to do to be appropriate in the moment right now? And if you don't know that, I don't know how you could really be obsessed. And if you're not obsessed, the likelihood of you truly hitting a goal when the going gets rough, like I hit, where there was no progress, you're not gonna make it through that. And so, you know, for me, for right changing that relationship with my goal and looking at that. On it, at the very least, a weekly basis, if not a daily basis, help me to to course correct and keep it in front of me. Remind me that okay, I'm working towards this. Do I have clarity? Do I know what the next step is? Do I do I know how to get there? Am I doing that today? Am I eating in such a way that's going to allow me to get to that point where I have the waist size that I want to have and the weight and the body composition that I want to have? So, mm. you know, it, it it helped me to. Uh, Keep that that focus front and center uh, as opposed to writing it down, putting it aside, completely forgetting about it, getting distracted by the whirlwind of life when all the distractions come up or the frustrations and being like, okay, well, oh, yeah, that's right. Over here, there's this thing I was going to do, but I haven't really looked at it. So it's not really happening.
0: All right. So you, you flip a switch, you start, you, you realize people don't decide their futures. They decide their habits. Their habits decide their futures. And the thing that was going to keep you accountable was living this with a 411 is you knock that domino down all of a sudden are you on the cover of men's health uh,
1: not quite that was <laughs> the lead domino at that point and for the next Honestly, the next five months, uh, I did put what I thought was the right food in the box to prep. I had a coach at the gym I was working with who did a great job of helping me put things in the box, but it wasn't the right thing for my body. Um, mm. uh, as, as we'll get into, you know, I realized that what's healthy for other people may not be healthy for me. And so those five months, I'm super hyper-focused on you know, prepping my meals, you know, cooking everything ahead of time, putting it in a box, taking it to work. January goes by. I'm still at 220. Okay. All right. Let's make some adjustments. End of February. I'm still at 220. What the heck is going on? I, I'm doing the right things. At least I think I am. All right. Well, let's make some more adjustments. I'll, I'll reduce how many carbs I'm having, you know, whatever. End of March, nothing. End of, uh, end of April, nothing. And at that point, Jeff, I, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I am really focusing on this. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm built. I've built the habit. Now, what am I supposed to do? Uh, there, there's a wall, and I was really at the point where I was uh, losing hope. And you know, I think in America we have a really weird relationship with food, and there's so many opinions out there, and it's like you just don't know what to do. And and there's so many temptations around you that you know, like so that habit. You know, the habit stacking that that was presented in in episode 88. It's like, look, you know, if you walk by a candy jar five times a day and you just take one piece of candy one time a day, that's fine for a couple of days. But if you have the habit of doing that every single day, after a month, two months, six months, a year, like your your metabolism is going to get messed up because of the sugar. You know, you're going to be deeply affected. Where you know you're you don't know you might start not getting enough sleep. You might drink more caffeine, more soda, and year after year, that's going to create a huge effect. And you're failing so slowly, you think you're succeeding. Yeah. And it was just super, super frustrating.
0: As you're talking, Chris, the, the thing that I am continually reminded of is success is sequential, mm. not simultaneous. Yes. You know, It started with the doctor's appointment and you having a greater purpose for doing this. That was a lead domino. When, when you knocked that one down, it automatically got you back up For the next, which was joining the CrossFit gym. And it was two years of exercising, of knocking that domino down and hitting your head against the ceiling of achievement for you to get back up to knock down the next one, to form a habit around what you plan in your meals and using the 411. And five months of knocking that down, you realize you're at your next ceiling of achievement. What did it get you back up to knock down next?
1: I love that. It was, it absolutely was a ceiling of achievement. I'd gone as far as I could. Honestly, the next thing I, I had a friend that was working with somebody that, you know, I knew that somebody that was just helping me with diet was fine, but it obviously wasn't working. I need somebody, I needed somebody with a deeper knowledge of what was going on. So, one thing I forgot to mention. So, about a year and a half into the, you know, a year and a half before this, my feet started hurting. I had no idea why. I didn't know if it was athlete's foot. I'd never had athlete's foot, but it, it ebbed and flowed. It, it, it so something was wrong. I knew that something was something was wrong. My feet. Sometimes it was it was like a really hot burning at night, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. My doctor, my chiropractor, people they had no idea what was going on. So I reached out to this nutritionist that a friend of mine had success with, and I said, "Hey, I'd really like to lose weight. I'm not sure that it's possible. You know, could you help me?" And I started a relationship with her. I started out with a form that I filled out. It was a 30-page form, and I told her about my feet. I gave her some blood work, and immediately she came back to me and said, Chris, you have a few issues. First of all, it's, the first one is this thing called oxalates, uh, which are actually what make up kidney stones, apparently, and yet they can, they can deposit in a lot of different places in your body. And they were depositing in my feet and causing you know, burning pain and uh, she's like, "Look, you know that's found in spinach. It's found in almonds. It's found in peanut butter and sweet potatoes and a lot of other things." And Jeff, I was eating a ton
0: of spinach. You just described uh, my favorites,
1: <laughs> right? I know exactly. I if that was like, dude, the shakes that I was having, the salads, everything would be spinach and peanut butter and all that stuff. And so uh, she said, "Hey, that's causing inflammation. That's basically clogged my liver, so I couldn't. It couldn't process." The uh, the toxins that I was putting in, and therefore it wouldn't release the weight. And so I was like, "You obviously know what you're talking about. That's a lot more than most people have told me." Um, so yeah, all right. Well, I developed a habit of putting what I thought was healthy food in the box, uh, in a box, and eating it. Well, now the next habit was really putting the right food in the box that was going to mm. benefit and fit my body. And not only that, but have accountability because. What I didn't realize was how how emotionally I was tied to eating. Eating was very much an emotional thing.
0: I I lived to eat. I didn't eat to live, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, totally. Well, what I'm hearing is it's the story of habit stacking, right? You started by having the habit of exercising, which led to you realizing that, great, that got you to a certain level of achievement, and the next was actually preparing your meals until that was a habit for you to realize, great, now I'm exercising and I'm preparing my meals. Now let's take it to the next level in terms of what is going into the meal itself. Mm, Yep. Right? One thing at a time. What happened?
1: So I started eating the
0: right things
1: and putting the right things in the box with the guidance of a coach. The first two weeks, I dropped 13 pounds, just like that. I was like i couldn't I couldn't believe it. I kept stepping on the scale over and over, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me is this, this is unbelievable so you know I dropped thirteen pounds after I started eating the right things uh and then you know after that it was it was a slower uh drop, but it was usually about i I would drop between five to ten pounds a month. I think october was October of twenty eighteen was my biggest month where I did drop a full ten pounds, and you know it, it was it was encouraging because I finally you know i finally saw the progress i was looking for you know clothes were fitting looser you know things were starting to look different and and it was it was really crazy by october uh, at the end of october literally everybody i would run into was like whoa what happened to you? Like, it was almost to the point where they were almost concerned, like, are you sick or something? Because you've, you know, you dropped so much weight so quickly. Uh, and really what happened is it showed up in my face and it just, it really made a huge difference. And that that hockey stick of success, just it flew off the charts in a way that I could not never have imagined. And Jeff, I didn't, you know, I had written down on my 401 for the year, I would love to get to a size 40 inch waist or 40 inch belly specifically. I got to a 35 and a half inch. I blew past Mm -hmm. my, not by a little bit, but by a a, a, huge, huge. I wear a size 32 waist now at this point. I, even in high school, I didn't wear that size because I was a skater and wore baggy clothes, but like I've never worn that size. And I just, I literally cannot believe
0: it. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple fast and smart, a place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ziprecruiter.com slash one thing. For all of you who are in a hiring position, you know that you'd love to be the type of person who's always getting into a relationship with top talent, yet there's so many other priorities that compete for your time. That's what we love about ZipRecruiter. They send your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and they invite them to apply for your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Talk about saving time. Right now, as a listener of the One Thing podcast, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. Listen up. ZipRecruiter.com slash one thing. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash O-N-E-T-H-I-N-G. ZipRecruiter.com slash one thing. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So when we go fly back up to a 10,000 foot level, we're talking about a three-year journey here, right? Mm, Which... For so many people listening to this, there's one thing, at least one thing in their life that they really want to change. And they're looking for the results to show up now. Yeah. And when we say, hey, start doing these things in three years from now, you can have this. And it's just not that appealing. Yep. What do you say to those people? Oh, man.
1: Why are you here? What is your big why? Because if you understand why you're here and you know what purpose you serve and what purpose drives you, you you will stop at nothing to fulfill that when that is clear. So for me back in 2015, like we had talked about, the thing that flipped that switch was, I want to be here for my kids. I want to be an amazing husband and father, amazing business owner. And the only way for me to do that was to start with my health. You know, we the one thing talks about the glass balls, right? Mm-hmm. Health is one of those glass balls that if you drop it, is going to be irrevocably scuffed or broken. And I, I was not willing to uh, give that up. I'm like, I know that is a ball that I must keep in the air and take care of, or there is going to be drastic consequences. And the reason for me doing that is because of my purpose. Mm-hmm. And when, when you understand you are unique in all time, space, and history, nobody, in billions of people before, billions of people after us, there's never been somebody like you on this earth. And you have a unique contribution to make to the community around you and the family around you. That's a huge responsibility. And, when, and so for you to, in my opinion, for you to understand that purpose and to really grab onto that and drive after that, for me, that's what drove me. That's mm-hmm. that was the connection that I made emotionally. You know, logic makes you think and emotion makes you act and it that emotion drove me to be obsessive about getting my health where it needed to be. And understanding, Jeff, I didn't want to I didn't want a program. I knew that if I went on a program, yeah, I might lose some weight, but I'd gain it back cuz it was a lifestyle and it was habits. It wasn't a habit if you just do a a, a program. I wanted to know how to eat real food to make sure that I was living at the healthiest level I possibly could. And what drove me for that was that purpose. And so you got to understand why you're here and, and connect that to that emotion to help you be obsessed and drive you towards that goal. Because when the going gets tough, you're going to need that. You're going to have to fall back on that big why to get up the next day and
0: keep going for it. Yeah. The, the thing that's great about your story, Chris, is it's, it's a story of moving from E to P. You know, continuing to hit a ceiling of achievement when you were relying on your natural ability, realizing that you were missing a model or system and implementing it It started with the purpose and that got you so far and that compelled you to sign up for CrossFit and doing that got you to a certain level that got you so far. Then it was listening to episode 88 and realizing... You got to actually form some habits around this and think big, but go small to the point that you're actually planning your meals and using the 411 as a model for having a relationship with that goal to the point that I realized that you needed to have a coach who could get you more specific in terms of what's going into the box. Just one model, one system after another, continuously over time. Bang. That's it. So for those of you who are listening to this, Just ask the question, what's a goal that you have that if you didn't accomplish it, there would be real pain, real regret around not having it? Why does it really matter that you achieve it? Why does it matter that you make the change? And contrary to what most people do, thinking big and trying to act big by doing everything, what's the one thing you can do? such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary? Will you be the type of person that continues to ask that focusing question until you arrive at a two-inch domino that you absolutely know that just with the flick of a finger, you can knock it over? And will you be the type of person that doesn't just set it as a goal on a pretty PowerPoint slide that collects dust? Will you put it on your 411 to the point that you know where you want to be by the end of this year? You know what action and results you have to get by the end of this month. And you know what actions you have to take this week so you can open up your planner and your digital calendar and we would see it there. That's what it looks like. And for those of you who are going, okay, what's this 411 thing? Go to theonething.com, click on the training page, you'll see it there. Chris, what's one final message you would leave with people?
1: I'm going to echo what you said, Jeff. What is that one goal that if you... you know, That one part of your life that is nagging you, that that voice in the back of your head is always telling you the wrong thing and putting you down? What is that goal that you need to pursue that if you did that, your life would be just dramatically different. It would be the life that you're looking to have and go after it. Understand who you are, write that down and goal set to the now so that you understand what the small thing that you need to do that's going to lead to that big thing and get accountability, get a coach. I mean, yeah, talk to, the, talk to Jeff, talk to the team about getting a coach to help you get there. Because if it's that important like mine was, Mine was about being there for my family, for my kids, seeing my kids get married and grow up, and be there for my wife. To have a huge business that uh, affects and dramatically impacts people's lives—that's what it was about for me, and it was important enough for me to be focused enough to use the tools, to use the four hundred one, the habit stack, and get to the place where I'm at now. Now, man, there's there's so much, so much opportunity because of what. Who I who I had to become in order to co- accomplish that, and on the journey, who I became because of that. Man, life is is so different in a great way because of those decisions and commitments I made. Yeah. So I think that was the final message.
0: Well, Chris, I really appreciate you first and foremost being the type of person that stuck with it. I mean, three three years, especially with something like health, which is many people struggle with. Uh, Sticking with it, continuing just to knock that domino down, continuing to ask, what's one thing I can do? Even when you feel like giving up and to be in a position now where you can turn around and share the story and empower others. Thank you. You're welcome, Jeff. My pleasure. So folks, we're all about getting into action. Consuming content is great. And we, we love and respect the fact that you're listening to this. That's awesome. And... We be the type of person that turns it into results by taking action. If you have not yet downloaded the 411, you gotta do it. This is the most powerful tool we have. Our entire membership platform is built around it. When we go and do corporate trainings, it's all centered around the 411. Go to the onething.com. That's with the number one in the URL. On the free stuff page, you can download the template right there. And if you want training on how to actually use it, visit the training page. And like Chris mentioned, you know, he, for him, there was always a coach somewhere in here. If you realize that you want a higher level of accountability on the training page, you can learn more about One Thing Coaching and we can explore if it's a fit for you. If this episode has made an impact on you, or if you know that there's somebody that you really think needs to hear this, would you share it with them? It would mean the world to us. You sharing this is the lifeblood of the growth of the show. We're all out to make an impact and we we got to do it with you. We don't do it without you. So please share that with them. And if you're one of those people that you're hearing this for the first time, Click that subscribe button so all future episodes automatically get downloaded to your device. We look forward to being with you in the next episode.